and welcome to Glitch Please, the show where we talk about video games every single week with the fine, or at least most available folks at Rooster Teeth. Uh, I'm Ashley. I'm Gus. I'm Adam. I'm Mika. I, and, I, I, oh, go ahead. And uh, I want to say a quick thanks to our sponsor for this episode, MeUndies, and we'll talk <clears> about <throat> how great their stuff is on your junk in a little bit. This week we're going to be talking about um, all the stuff that's happening in the industry, admittedly, but it was slow news week. We're in kind of a trough yeah. between crazy stuff between happening. E3 and Gamescom. Pretty so you're much. Like you're in the desert. Uh, um, but we do have some major releases. Uh, Splatoon 2 comes out this week. Uh, so we uh, we got some early copies of that from Nintendo. Have been playing a bit of that. So we'll talk about that. Um, and also we're going to answer your questions from our mailbag. Which, if you haven't uh, sent in a question or a, a topic discussion that you'd like us to, to go over, uh, you can do that by emailing glitchplease at roosterteeth.com. If the first question this week is not, are you a squid or are you a kid, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. Pointed Same. in the audience. Adam has a very interesting formula that you were talking about yesterday. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll save that because okay. I think it's important. <clears throat> and so are butts. Um, first of all, before we get into uh, the news and current events and all the amiibos, oh, and I think for the post show, we're going to go through all the different amiibo and figure out what they do because all the amiibo stuff is in. And I want to be clear, got... there's no difference between. <gasps> Some of these, like these are the same, they will do the same. Except this they one just, is a better color than this they one. They just look so. different. I is, love the color. Is there a marina and a pearl one yet? Uh, yet? There is not a marina and a pearl amiibo yet, but you know that they're coming. Okay. I mean, we've got Cali Marie, we will absolutely have pearl and marina. Okay. And they're going to have to manufacture so many marinas because they're, the internet has gone absolutely. Because I'm Those are Cadence amiibos, correct? Yes, yes. these are okay. Cadence amiibos. Cable brought these in for us uh, today so we can test, go through, and see what all the different amiibos okay. do. So far, I've tested one. I tested the little orange. I call them ginger. <laughs> uh, and the, like just to see what it is that they do. It's kind of an annoying process, but we'll show that okay. in the post show for Rooster Teeth First members. If you're not a Rooster Teeth First member, you can become one. Uh, you can get a free trial uh, by going to the no.roosterteeth.com, signing up and getting a first trial uh, for a month. After that, it's like, what, what is it? It's like a couple, couple bucks, bucks a month. Five bucks a month. And uh, then you get uh, early access to shows like Glitch Please. You get exclusive access to things like uh, the, the Glitch Please post-show, New Game Plus, and then a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Uh, we've got all kinds of it series is. and fun things. And Plans are as low as $2.99 a month. Ooh! So do that. But uh, before we get to all that stuff, even though it sounds very, very exciting, what you guys doing? It's a lull right now, man. Yeah, I've I know. I'm, I'm lulling playing between, Battlegrounds. Yeah, I've been mm. bouncing between Are you lulling or lolling? Lull. I, I was like, I need to play more Battlegrounds because it is a good game. Um, so I played one game of it. I got to fourth place, and the adrenaline and, like, the stress was so... I had to quit. Like, I can't play those games. I don't know how you do it. I should... Take, I should tweet a photo of how sweaty and disgusting my mouse is after a, a round. Oh, it's yes. just like covered because my hands get super sweaty Ew. and it's just like, like it disgusts me. I'm like, oh. Uh, Gus, yeah. with your weird acidic skin, do you have to replace things like your mouse and keyboard every so often? So, uh, Wait, the, you have this, acidic skin? the acidity does not affect plastic, it only affects metal. Okay. What? So uh, when I used to ha play a lot of World of Warcraft, I would play on my MacBook Pro. Uh -huh. And you know how it's got a metal palm rest here? Uh -huh. I would play so much that from resting my hand here for a WASD, um, like the entire side there was just pitted with holes from the sweat in my hand. Gus, are you an Gusman? Gus is literally corrosive. Yeah. It, it takes a while. That's terrifying. Yes. Yeah. So is there any actual games that have come out? 
Yes, Destiny 2 beta came out oh, last that's night. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Come on, people, get on did, it. I did play that so one. Destiny 2 beta, um, Splatoon 2 is coming out tomorrow, obviously. Um, there have been a couple of, like smaller indie titles. Um, Breath of the Wild, Dream, Master Sword. <clears throat> Dream Daddy Simulator comes out. Uh, it comes out today at, because... Yeah, yeah it, it gets sort of like last minute delayed and then again, they were going to release it. Well, they were going to release it again uh, last no. night and then uh, it didn't get through. Like Steam didn't unlock yeah. it. So yeah. today, theoretically, uh, and you'll be able to date all the daddies you want. If you were going to date a daddy, would you date the daddy with the beard? Yeah. I'm dating Joseph. Yeah. Who, what, how, who's Joseph? Joseph? Joseph is the blonde one. He's the one with the pink polo and the blue cardigan over his sweater. Or blue cardigan over his shoulder. Like the country club daddy? The country club daddy who's apparently super freaky on the inside. Ooh. So I Joseph's my see, daddy. I did see on Twitter there was um, a, a heads up from the developer. Yeah. If you're going to play Matt, Matt is and not you're safe streaming. For you need to select like a safer streaming option. Matt they said is specifically the for, for, for they said specifically for music and copyright issues, not because oh, of really? sex issues. Okay, I I was not aware of that particular clarification. Yeah. Well, so uh, go ahead. No, I was just to say he's a dreadlock um, daddy for anybody. Uh, so I'm looking up the the Destiny 2 beta information, and it looks yeah. like uh, it's available on. All oh PS4 and Xbox One currently, yes, yeah, and the PC, PC beta. Yeah, it started. It started on PS4 for the first day. It was exclusive on I think the 18th. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty good game. It yep. is more Destiny. Oh wow! So this is your this is your. Uh, That's my daddy. Your country club daddy. He likes cool youth minister dad. Oh god. He doesn't youth like minister. when people think that Crocs are acceptable boat shoes. I understand, Joseph. Crocs are not acceptable boat he shoes. He loves doing kickflips. Yeah. Uh, his extensive knowledge of knot tying and Look baking with cats. the kids. Look so at those stupid. Cats. Extensive knowledge of knot tying. I think uh -huh. I know how he's freaky. Oh, yeah. What do you, what do you mean? I like that. Shabari. <laughs> I like that. That uh, art still says coming July thirteenth. No. It, it's, it's, delayed, it's, it's literally a group of six people. It was delayed a few days. They were all beating themselves up about it because people were being assholes. And then last night, Steam, like they unlocked it. The game was released. It was out of their hands. And then Steam didn't unlock it. And poor Vernon was just emailing people all night. And he's like, people are yelling and it's not our fault. We can't do anything about it. Well, I mean, I guess they could have got uh, Country Club Daddy to beat them up about it instead. It's true. Ooh. They could have sent Country Club Daddy with a bad like, money. I like what you think. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel bad for like small developers who it's like a team of five people with a laptop, and they're it's, just doing their and best. And a dream. I mean, the and a dream. Steam is notoriously bad about uh, unlocking games. If like there's a, a like a line you have to follow for unlocking games on Steam, and it's not just setting a date. And basically, they said they couldn't self-publish it on Steam. So Steam has just to go in and unlock it themselves, but some developers can self-publish. Mm -hmm. I guess if you have like a clearance to do that, yeah, or maybe once you've got a like a, an established, established relationship mm -hmm. with Steam, right. because especially with Steam locking down uh, as much as they can, they're trying to lock down more of those fake games, yes. right? And the asset flipping, so that it's not such a huge exactly issue. And this yeah. is every all of their first game that mm -hmm. they've been working on for a good long while, but just I hope, announced I hope last it's month. Good. Because I'm fucking excited. I it. read uh, a, one of the first scripts that came out of like choices and stuff, and it's so good. It's like it's it surprises you with emotions because you're the whole premise is like the daughter is there to help the dad, like the single dad, find love, and so it's actually kind of like touching yeah. and sweet. But like, also you're dating a hot dad, so it's like <laughs> something for everybody. Look, look, as as the lady who has been very excited about dating pigeons, yeah. we're cool. I'm in, and also like, like, it's like it's like dinosaur. Dinosaur, we're cool. <laughs> 
screams. Uh, there's also like, you know, like there's tank dating simulators. There's dinosaur dating simulators. Right. Now there's, we got daddy dating simulators. There's an Overwatch simulators. dating simulator. It's serious. There is. There's a yeah. few. There's like some that are very it. short, but Nip. there's one that's more extended. And Let me guess. Good. Not an official Blizzard product. No. no. What? Weird. You mean all of my body uh, pillows aren't official Blizzard products either? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm looking for the, the dating sim and I, that, I just found what might be a funny name. Lover Watch. Lover Watch. Oh God. Uh, I I don't know if it's, that's the one, but there's uh, maybe I, I don't remember the name. I mean, it, that sounds very Rule Thirty Four, if not dating. Yeah. Hopefully so, it is. So uh, that's out. Uh, we've also again the Destiny Two beta came out. So it came out. So it was good. one day early for PS4. Yep. Mm -hmm. It is now out for uh, Xbox One as well. Yes. PC not getting it until next month. Yes. But there, it's a little bit weird because they're. There's one part of this beta that's only going to be unlocked for a, yep. like a portion of the it's time. This, it's this, like the, the social, social space. space. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So right now the the beta consists of like a strike and it the first mission of the first mission and um, two multiplayer maps. It's uh, countdown, which is the new crucible mode, and a basic control. But they've they've changed the scheme of how the control map works. Um, instead of having to have a countdown for neutralizing the zone, it's just captures. So it's like if yeah. red team has C and you pop on C, it just immediately starts capturing instead of neutralizing, mm. then capturing. So it kind of okay. makes the game go a little bit. So it's more fast paced. It's more fast paced. And there are um, call outs in the upper left that didn't exist before of like who took C yeah. and who took A and who's where and doing what. Um, and Still get stomped in it. Yeah, Big time. absolutely. But um, I actually, for the first time in forever, I unlocked something inside of myself last night where I like destroyed a crucible because I've always sucked at mm -hmm. PvP. Like I've always had the most negative KDR. Last night I went positive. I had like a 3.4 once, which is the best I think I've ever done in my life. And all of my, because my fire team and I play together all the time. They're like, what happened to Mika? Like she's good at Destiny now. And I was like, I don't know, but I'm loving it. It went like a 10-person play. Oh, oh, suddenly my back feels so much better because I don't have to carry it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I'm like my my friend Daniel, who's like my Sherpa. I got him a shirt that says Destiny Sherpa and everything. He's like. Mika, you're holding your own. I'm so proud of you. Maybe I want to log onto your account and get you Crucible stuff. I'm like, <laughs> I'm doing it, guys. So yeah, I see that the social space that you're talking about, the farm, is open July 23rd at 10 a.m. Pacific time for, for one, one hour. hour. It yeah. seems like such so a weird hassle. It seems like a very weird thing to lock down for just one hour because this is one of the things that's supposed to be setting Destiny 2 apart. Right. The, like, you've got Crucible in the original Destiny, so this is just like, oh, look, there's stuff in the upper left-hand corner, and they changed this a little bit. So it, it's tweaks, but uh, you had strikes before. So yeah. this is a preview of <clears throat> content more than anything, and the social space would have been a really good way to see how Destiny 2 is functionally going to mm -hmm. feel a lot different. Because yeah. so far, the, the main feedback I'm hearing, at least from a lot of other Destiny fans, is what feels like Destiny. It doesn't yeah. feel like they're like I it's Destiny 2 sure but it you know it just feels like Destiny which on the one hand is a good thing but it's not knocking anyone's socks off. Yeah. The, the things that they're showing in this beta like are not the things that I was ever concerned about. They're showing PVP which is it feels like PVP and Destiny. They're showing the strikes which are cool. Uh they're they're well designed and but But again, again not something you were right, worried about. I, I know the shooting in Destiny is great. 
It's it's for me. It's like the the between mission stuff, the stuff that you're not necessarily doing with your friends, the open world stuff. Like I want to see how that stuff has evolved. They're not showing it off in the beta at all. Um, I will say that there's there's a couple things in the beta that stood out. Uh, having an extra ability for each character oh, seems so cool. pretty. Seems like not. I don't want to say significant change, but it is a, a a noticeable change where each character has like an extra little thing they can do. Like with the hunter, mm -hmm. uh, you have an ability that like you can do a dodge, and while you dodge, it'll reload your weapon, mm -hmm. uh, so you don't have to reload actively. Or uh, there's another one that uh, for the hunter that when you dodge, I think it I think it mitigates damage and maybe gives you a heal or something like that. Uh, then the the what with the warlock can drop a healing uh, pool or a buff pool. And then the the Titan can just drop a shield hey, anywhere it wants. You want to go in the buff pool? Yeah. My favorite pool. <laughs> um, so that that's pretty cool. The everything else, like nothing really jumps out about this this beta. It doesn't look any different than Destiny One. What? Dude, it super does not. It to me it looks completely different. No nah, man. To it me looks, it looks so much more beautiful. Looks pretty identical. It'll look better on the PC when it comes out, but to me it like to the to the naked eye, like maybe some lighting stuff is different, but it looks roughly the same. Um, and it and it feels about the same, but that's fine. It's a, it's Destiny. It's a good game. They did show off some some legendaries in the beta that are like fantastically fun, and all the sound design and gun design seems fantastic this time around. I think the um, the thing that's different about the Destiny One beta and the Destiny Two beta is like Destiny One exists. You can go back and play it. Um, and when the Destiny One beta came out, everybody was so into the tower because they're like, you can just sit and watch a robot sweep. Like mm -hmm. this has never happened before. But if you want to watch that happen, go back and play Destiny One. Mm. Um, it's in Destiny One beta. It was like you started at zero and actually played through the first beginning of it. This you start off at max light and level twenty, so you can actually know what's going to be fun about Destiny and not like know the grind because we all remember the grind. I think. Um, well, what about for new players? For new still, players, yeah. Still, yeah. I, I feel I mean, like for new players, a lot of it's going to be. I'm confused because there were a lot of Easter eggs. There was like. Um, I don't want to spoil anything about the first strike, but even the first strike, there was a lot that reminded us of the first raid. Um, so I feel like every time you do have a sequel, if you played the first one, you're going to get it more than mm -hmm. if you played the second one. If you're a new player coming into Destiny 2, there's probably going to be some stuff you're going to not get completely. Well, I the, think like, did, the I best think way to do job. those references, though, is if you don't realize that you're not getting something. Uh, yeah. If I had never played Destiny before and I played this Destiny 2 beta, I would probably be a little bit confused as to why I was so powered or the mechanics because I never picked up a Destiny game before, but I wouldn't be lost. It wasn't like, if you didn't play Destiny 1, you're not gonna get it. There was nothing com quite like that. Mm. Um, I think they did a really good job setting up the story for anyone that hasn't come into Destiny before. You basically have this yeah. big powerful guy took over Earth or took over the tower and took over this thing that you like, this big planet thing that you don't know what it is, and now you're weak, but the, the beta, you know, showed off the first level, but it wasn't a continuation after that, so like they stripped you of your, your guardian powers, but it didn't change you after that. Like you still got to go into the strike with all the stuff you normally have. Yeah. But. Um, I'm, I'm excited to, I've never thought I'd say this before, I'm excited to start my one to 20 again grind. Cause uh, once you were like, Destiny one, last expansion came out, you know, like winding down year, what was it, three at that point? I think so. Um, it became, fighting for gear to get you the highest level to go into the hard level strikes and and raids and it became more of a chore than a game but now we're all starting at zero everybody's starting again go collect like, all your your goodies yeah all you gotta again. you have to fight for your exotics again you have to go through everything again and it's like i don't know i'm very excited to take a new fresh air of destiny and um see what this new social space and tower is about uh for one hour for one hour yes uh 
see what everything, Ooh. like these hidden maps and treasure maps and lots of the story. You know, they said there's so much story, they want us to get sick of story. Mm. No more grimoire cards. They have time. They have t yeah, it's, I'm, I'm excited. I, I read all the grimoire cards. I was that bit much of a Destiny nerd. But now that I don't have to do that anymore, that's a very exciting prospect. Nice. What uh, what do you play, Gus? What what class are you? Uh, I haven't. I actually have not played Destiny since it first came out. Really? Yeah, I fell off pretty early on. Okay. So uh, I am excited to to play it again. I played um, the uh, PC version at E3. Wasn't it, seemed, it, fun? it seemed like it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Is it the same level that I guess you can play in the yeah. beginning now? That opening level. Okay, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, game plays well. You so, go a little yeah. bit further than you do at E3. Um, okay. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to see how it looks on PC. I'm, I'm still bummed it's coming out later, so I, I pre-ordered it on PS4, obviously, mm -hmm. to get that first. But they're just trying to get you used to the waiting. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I hope that like once release happens, all updates are in parity with each other. Because if they're not, there's going to be people really fucking pissed. Yeah. The but updates maybe, but even so, I mean, I wouldn't count on it. This isn't starting. Any sort of this isn't setting any sort of expectation in that way. The beta is going to be late. No, the release is going to be late. Totally. Also, like, probably the updates will like, be if late. If we get if we get like if we get like like content updates or, or expansions that are on different dates, people are just going to be like really frustrated. Hopefully, they'll yeah. get it to hopefully to, they can even like, it out more together. But yeah. it may not be at first. Also, like. Xbox users are used to the PS4 exclusive nonsense. Like right, like we don't like PS4 stuff. Here. Yeah, had an, like a year exclusive on content, the, and they the, do now for Destiny that, that 2. Wasn't, right. That was like a a, a so and so. It wasn't a great strike, and it was a couple. It was a couple weapons. The weapon, one of the weapons, was really cool, and the other one was pretty cool. Also, I like, it's not like a huge, huge deal. It's not an entire expansion. They 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 came up on screen. I want to point out. So we talked about it. It was like a news story, or I think it was part of our um, roundup once that they dropped the darkness storyline because they didn't know what to do with it. Like there was this whole subplot about darkness and destiny, and whenever you entered a no respawn zone, it would say you've entered a darkness zone. Now it just says no respawning. <laughs> They've like literally taken out darkness zone. They're like, nope, darkness never existed. Let's, we don't know what you're talking about. Let's just not, we don't need, we don't really need to talk about this, do we? It was, no. my whole fire team like cracked up when we went into a no respawn zone. We're like, oh my God, they even got rid of it, is in it there. Isn't that, a, isn't, that a, isn't that relevant to like darkness was the, the reason your light wouldn't work, so it's, now that you don't have light, it doesn't matter? It, some, so. it was, it was, yeah, like darkness was the reason that you couldn't just respawn and use your ghost to use that light. But now that they're like, we're focusing on another storyline, darkness doesn't exist yeah. anymore. We just kind of forgot about it. Uh, no respawn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love, I love the, this is the strike. I love the design of the strike. The the, the red on white looks so it's good. So beautiful. Also, he's using his other weapons, the SMG. And if you get mm -hmm. hit by arc damage, it'll just reload your gun. So if you're if you're fighting arc enemies, you pretty much constantly are firing that thing. It yep. is fantastic. It auto reloads your gun and also makes it more powerful. Yep. So you're just standing there being like, shoot me, bitch. Yeah. I think one thing Destiny has always done really well is make make your really powerful weapons feel really unique. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of games just add mm -hmm. stats. This like Destiny does a really good job of making each weapon have its own playstyle and like sort of be game changing in a way. Mm -hmm. um, and I think th these th the weapons that they showed off were a really good example of that. I have to say the hand cannon that they gave for this beta is like maybe my favorite looking hand cannon they've ever put out and it sounds amazing and is it, it shoots an amazing. Because Omelon, Omelon ones, uh, their ammo is like water, and it sounds no, like a water gun. Those are always my like favorite. It's like really weird and streamlined looking, and it has like this little like alien looking. Uh, I don't know what the part that holds the bullets is called, but man, it's just a beefy ass sun gun. Cylinder. Uh, What's up? Cylinder. cylinder. It's not. A, it is. A, it's called a cylinder. The gun part is called a cylinder. <laughs> but in the, it's like a ball. For, okay. For this, oh, yeah. I'm an auto rifle fiend, so I haven't even tested I'm a, I'm a, my. I'm other. a hand cannon. With H, yeah. Yep. <laughs>
Well, we can maybe discuss it a little bit more after we've had some more time playing it as well next week. Oh, sure. Get it like a bit better. Do they feel have for Do it? they have a mode yet where a hundred guardians drop onto an island and then the area restricts? And oh my God, guys! <laughs> that sounds really good. Yeah, we should, we should talk about like that. They each, have, they each have one life, and mm -hmm. then like that's. Do you think we're gonna start standing? seeing? Do you think we're gonna start seeing people make that sort of? Uh, game type into existing games. Absolutely. Like, oh, absolutely. like when are we going to see it happen in Forge? 100%. So, oh, uh, we can we yeah. can probably save the, discuss this a little bit more in the news because Ubisoft sure. is already talking about it. There you go. Uh -oh. <laughs> um, uh, but, and, and Gus, how about for yourself? Are you playing anything these days? Uh, just Battlegrounds. <laughs> I, I played some Splatoon 2 because I knew we were going to talk about it, but it's just Battlegrounds and XCOM 2. Yeah, every, every day. Gus, have you played Splatoon 2? He's like, yeah, a little bit, but uh, most of You've just given me your guns. copy, man. I would have played it all night. Right? We, yeah, so we've I, been playing I, I keep meaning to bring it in so people can uh, can try it out, but I just, always forget. just, I just forget. It's yeah. already out tomorrow, Too Gus. You failed pub. us all. I'll bring it in tomorrow. All right, well, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, well, um, we should, uh, since we're discussing the idea of potentially doing like Battlegrounds in... Uh, games that are not battlegrounds. Um, let's get into the news. If you are already caught up on the news and you've seen all of our various news updates, uh, you can skip straight ahead to the Splatoon 2. Uh, we have the, the time codes for each of these different segments in the description, so you can skip ahead if you're already super up to date because you're a rock star. Uh, for those who may have missed something or want to hear us waffle on about Atari boxes, uh, well, oh. let's talk about the news I and the waffles. I got stuff to say. All right, so uh, let's start off talking about, uh, well, about, this wasn't planned, but this is very relevant, Ubisoft and Battlegrounds. So uh, in their Q1 earnings call, Ubisoft basically said, yeah, what they're doing is really great. We don't think it's competing with Rainbow Six or anything like that right now, but we'd be very interested in adding this kind of mode to our DLCs. So it, this is going to be the next Horde mode. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it started that way to begin with. It was already, you know, it was an add-on or a mod for an existing game. Yeah, that's and kind it's of become standalone, and people are just going to add it back into other games. Yeah, and it, and it has been done a couple of times now, but usually by this guy, mm -hmm. which makes it a little bit different than a lot of scenarios where it's like, oh, we'll just take this and do it because it's at least like the same guy who's been iterating on his work for in various different games, but it's still him him working on it for the most part. And uh, I know the Division does have a mode that's a bit like that. It's got like last man standing mm -hmm. stuff, uh, but, but functions a little differently. But we're just waiting to see, again, how long it takes before a lot of these like AAA games kind of glom onto I, I that what, because it's doing so, so well. I think well. what Adam said is spot on. I think you're going to see someone make it in Forge. Yeah. The, I see, I saw someone make Prop Hunt. You yeah. know, there's like, you find really? all the crazy game types. I wonder how much how, <clears throat> we're going to see, like, we're already seeing games like the Darwin Project get announced, which is a, a Battle Royale game, but actually looks a little more unique. Like, it's not a modern shooter. It's sort of a more fantasy-esque setting. Um, it's the one on the E3 they got really awkwardly shoutcasted <laughs> oh, uh, for like way. a VOD. Yeah, uh, but I, I wonder like how developers are going to be able to incorporate it into existing properties because the thing about uh, Pub and Battle Royale mod and, and H1Z1 is that the map is so large that like making making like tacking that onto a game doesn't seem like a a small task to make such a large area. Of game to people like because you need that that separation of player well, and you need like it, it, it all depends on the game right because you're right like some games aren't suited for that at all right. but you think about like a Ghost Recon Wildlands or something like that 
where it's kind of a big and open they've already got with. geography right you right. can kind of see sectioning that off and making that work but sure. you know talking earlier like you said rainbow six like i would never i i, I doubt the game would be able to handle that since it's the maps are typically think, a lot smaller think the next far cry will uh will drop it in there. oh yeah far cry that that's another thing <laughs> we were to, we were theorizing yesterday like an urban assassin's creed last night like last assassin standing yeah where they drop you all into you know whatever city and you like you can climb and navigate and jump around and cool. like try and take each other out. Although Assassin's Creed did already have multiplayer. Yes. And it wasn't bad, but it wasn't why people played Assassin's Creed. Right. So it fell off and they sort of, I think, I they stopped doing and then it. They stopped. They? Conceptually it was cool. Yeah. Like, Maybe it's a DLC, just like a, especially with the hype of Battlegrounds, you know, if it was Last Assassin standing, Last Assassin, if you if you will. Assassin. Assassin. Um, it, it could, I don't know if it could be a standalone game, but I think that people might be interested in it, especially, you know, if it if it is Assassin's Creed, if we're going to expand on that, like hiding and using your assassin skills to outsmart other assassins instead of just having it be mm -hmm. Hunger Games, Battle Royale, get a gun and shoot someone in the face, like <coughs> actually strategize. I don't know. I'd play it. That sounds like fun. It does make sense to me to add it into game, a game that already exists yes. where you've got player models, you've got all your your gun stuff you've got uh <laughs> hopefully your geography and can uh you have something to build off of because if you were to go to a triple a studio right now and say we need you to make this game most triple a studios aren't working at the speed that that blue hole has been working at mm -hmm. they, they man managed to get this up running and out to early access and what was like something like six months uh they launched into early access back in march but i think they've been working on the game for it wasn't that long. I think they'd been working on it for a year, year and a half before okay. that. Yeah. So, but the, like, and even so, that like a year, year and a half is a, much shorter than a lot of AAA games timelines. Mm -hmm. So, if they were to say, "Hey, uh, at, like start development on a new game," you know, we're talking two to three years, and who knows how long the the zeitgeist around battle royale will last. Well, what would be interesting to me, and uh, this may be a terrible idea, would be I don't know if you ever watched, who was it? I forget if it was Polygon or Kotaku. I think it was Kotaku had a long write-up about Mass Effect Andromeda, talking about like the development cycle and all the problems they had along the way. But one of the things they mentioned in that article was they talked about how initially the Mass Effect team wanted to build a system that procedurally generated the terrain for all of the planets that you would you That would sounds familiar. Uh, so it would be great if you had like a battle royale type game where the map isn't always the same. Right. Where it's procedurally generated. And, like there's of course some rules like you're gonna have a mountain, you're gonna have a valley, you're gonna have some water and houses. That way it's like it's constantly fresh. Like you have your classic maps that everyone loves, but then you can play like a grab bag. Like like experimental cool. maps. Right. Yeah. Where it's like new stuff all the time. Yeah. One of the real tricks around something like. Uh, like well, like, like battlegrounds in particular that they've done very well is there's a mix of these wide open spaces and these urban environments and you're never sure because the circle narrows into different areas you're never sure what kind of environment you're going to end up in mm -hmm. right. if it narrows in on a city that's going to be a rough time yeah, it's very different and so you have to prepare differently and that's a little bit more difficult to craft if it's just randomly mm -hmm. popping up buildings and everything and, and equipment everywhere but not to say it can't be done. Mm -hmm. And like you said, if you can have your handcrafted maps, but have these sort of experimental maps in addition, that would be pretty yeah. cool. But it's, I think it's its only a matter of time before we see this as part of a lot of AAA games. Absolutely. Oh yeah. What do you, you're a really big pub fan. Like it is a sort of a, a jankier game uh, in, in some aspects. It's a really well-made game. It's endearing. Game. 
It's in- sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a word. What game like that exists already would you want to see turned into a, a like at least have a, a battleground mode or a battle royale mode? Uh, like what's the most what's the what's the, like uh, the most fitting existing property? And it could also be like not modern shooter. Like it could be in a fantasy setting. You just have this this sort of setting, but with knights um, or like mm-hmm. GTA else. Online. That's could be a good one. Could really, be a really good, good one. one. Uh, I, we mentioned Far Cry. We talked about Ghost Recon. Um, again, the divisions already kind of got something yeah. like that, just a little bit more, uh, a little bit more of an scale. urban environment. Yeah. So uh, those are all good ones. If like the thing about Ubisoft is, we, we give we give them a lot of guff because there are some things they do like microtransactions because you know that whatever battlegrounds thing they make is going to be uh, monetized. Yeah. But uh, so we you know we get after them for a lot of that. But if there's one thing they figured out, it's how to make a commercially successful open world game. Ghost Recon top game of the year. Assassin's Creed. Even at its low point, they're still selling millions of copies. Far Cry does amazing. This is the formula that they're heading towards, and they've already got that basis of being quite good at open world stuff. So I can really see that. I've got an unconventional pick, I think. All right, yeah. do this. Go for it. Doom. Oh. Where it's like super fast paced, and it's just like you grind through it in a hurry. Wow. That'd be fun. I kind Especially of see Overwatch. I know mm. it, wouldn't, it would never happen because they're like, we don't do big maps, mm-hmm. but I would love to. Uh, they wanted to. They wanted to make fucking Titan, and then they didn't. And they didn't. Um, I, would, I would love to have a giant battle royale of uh, Overwatch. That would be fun. Yeah. Well, while we're on the subject of uh, Player Unknown and Battlegrounds, something else happened in Battlegrounds news this week, uh, and that is uh, it's kind of a weird situation in that there are, I think, a lot of people who handle things maybe not the best way, uh, but it did happen, and this is uh, has to do with streamers and gameplay policies. So uh, Battlegrounds has a policy that they, they tweeted out. I don't think it's in the game itself, Gus. It's not in the no. game. You have to go to their I website think, to see it. I think it's in it. their like, their, like, terms and their, conditions. Their player code of conduct says don't team kill. Team killing is a mechanic. You can shoot your teammate, the idea being that it's a risk to them and that you have to be careful, but as a result, it also means that you can kill your teammates. And part of the, the, the player code of conduct, the rules of the game, is don't team kill. So the developers uh, tweeted out, uh, and they were saying, we will ban people, go ahead, like report people who are They gave people a system killers. for reporting team killing. Yes. Purposeful team killing, not yes. accidental team right. killing. Purposeful, yes. Uh, and then encourage people to report anyone who's a great big jerk. Uh, Brendan Green, player unknown, also uh, is very close with a lot of the uh, big streamers who play Battlegrounds mm. and was watching the stream of one particular streamer, Dr. Disrespect, uh, who's known for being like an over-the-top heel type, I guess, like sort of just like very, um, like very, like exaggerated, kind of jerky character and on it's one awesome. of his streams. And this so is mad. like yeah. immediately after... Uh, they'd been tweeting out, hey, report people for team killing, we're gonna ban them. He was in a stream and they had a vehicle that only fit three people, so he killed the fourth guy and immediately looted him. And it so, was it was, yeah, it was immediate. It was like the really second funny. the second that the guy's body hits the ground, the loot, the loot window's open. He's going for it. And, his teammate. you know, for yeah. his well, teammate. It was, it was technically like a rando, like he was playing with 
two people he knew, and then there was a random, but it was his team. That is a jerk move. Yeah, dude. jerk move. Well, I mean, you know, again, it's his character, but it's also against the rules. So, the developer who's been saying, don't Team Killer will ban you, watching the stream, bans him. And he got an on-air ban after the game was over. So, which, totally understandable. Mm -hmm. uh, at that point, like, if you're being like, hey, I'm watching the stream, and then the guy on the stream is breaking the rules, you're like, we'll ban people if they break the rules. Can't, you're kind of, like, up against the wall. Yeah, you got to ban him at that point. Ban, ban the rules because you got, you know, a, a famous player playing it. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> there's, um, and then immediately afterwards, uh, or maybe it wasn't me, but like afterwards they they got into a uh, an exchange over Twitter that got a little bit heated, and <laughs> the and Doctor Disrespect, I guess in character, was saying like, if I could, I would, if I could do the splits, I would roundhouse kick you in the neck, and Lisa, but I can't, so I'll kick you in the chest instead. Yeah. Yes, um, and then uh, Brendan Green got very upset by that, took it as a threat of violence. It was very clearly, and you know. Like roundhouse kick, unless you're Chuck Norris. Yeah. One, you're not pulling it off. But two, <laughs> it feels a little bit like a not serious threat. Yeah. I mean, you are threatening violence as a joke, but it doesn't come across great in text. Uh, and then, so that's where the the Twitter exchange heated up because Brendan Green took it um, poorly. He has actually been assaulted in the past by a roommate. And he got so kicked in the face through a pane of glass, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I, oh, I don't know that if it was. In the face, but he did get kicked through a pane of glass yes. by a roommate. And he said so, in the head. Oh, okay. in the head. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so that he, kicked his, he was kicked in the chest, and his head was put through a plate oh. glass door. That was oh, okay. a little, little more. God, so he has a, he has experienced he has this scenario in the to past. Being kicked in the chest. Uh, and yes. and so he was saying, uh, you know, threats of violence never okay. Doesn't matter if you're joking. Doesn't matter if you're playing a character. Never okay. Ever ever ever. Uh, you don't know. If the person you're talking to has had experiences and so on. So he got very upset by this, what was ultimately a joke, but was not taken as such. Right. And that's where it starts to get a little bit weird. Again, the Twitter exchange actually has no consequence. Dude was banned. He ended up buying a new copy. He's back streaming again. Uh, but everyone's wondering, like, who's the asshole here? <laughs> because uh, the ban deserved, I think. Uh, he he broke the rules with the developer watching, who'd been saying we'll ban the people mm -hmm. that do it. So that's I don't think that's um, up for debate. But now everyone's upset about player unknown building a game where the idea is to kill everyone else, but being upset about a joke about getting. Well, I mean that's that that's a difference. It's a video game uh, versus yeah. real life. Uh, yeah. I also, don't like don't threaten people. Yeah. But and, also and don't threaten people. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't understand I, I why don't, people are mad at. Player unknown yeah. for being like, hey, it's you know, it, it doesn't matter like the intent of something. It matters like how it affects the other person. If he felt threatened, then he felt threatened. Yeah, and it's easy, you know, it's easy to say like, well, dude, it's a joke, but like, you know, don't, don't threaten people. I mean, it funny. is true, but I also tell like, I'll like, I will tell Gus all the time, like, Gus, I will end you. Yeah, also totally. you too. But are you're also friends. friends. You know, there's there's an established relationship there. That's true, but he also knew those streamers to some degree. Yeah, I think that there's this weird familiarity disconnect. I think we talked about it in the newsread that sometimes people can feel like you know a person a little bit better just because you like if he does watch certain streamers frequently, you know, mm -hmm. there's like this not quite there friendship. But it's like th this dude didn't know that. I'm sure if he knew what happened to Player Unknown about getting kicked in the chest and going through glass, he probably wouldn't have even said that as yeah, a joke. Right. So he doesn't even know him that well. That's right. it's and that's it's, true. It's also there's also the the base rule I think of 
if this is the person that has control over whether you can do the thing that you enjoy, yeah, maybe like consider that before you go like making even jokes. Yeah. yeah. But on the other hand, one of you know there's the idiom that offense is taken, not given, and that you also like you can't be responsible for everyone else's interpretations at all times. Oh. Oh, you can I... you can do your best to be considerate in a lot of ways, but if someone is for you like. It's not like this guy knew that he'd been kicked in the chest oh, no. and like had a traumatic experience. For all he knew, he was saying something, you know, stupid and in character and, mm -hmm. you know, dumb, but not meant with malice necessarily. I absolutely agree. I also just think don't threaten people. Yeah. And also, I, I don't know if uh, you covered this in your story about it, but yesterday when Dr. Disrespect started streaming again, he named his stream Jump Kicks. <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's a weird scenario in which like I think everyone is a little bit wrong, but everyone also has a point. Yeah. 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 I had a weird. Uh, this is semi-related. I had a weird experience at RTX where I was doing a signing and someone came up to me and they're like, "You know, you play f quads and player unknown, right?" I'm like, "No, no." They're like, "Yeah, I heard you play quads and you team kill." I was like, "I I don't play. I've only played duos and solo." They're like, "If you team kill, it's bannable." <laughs> <laughs> Thank play you. Quads. I think you're thinking about Adam Thanks, Bears, maybe. Adam Thanks for letting yes. me know. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, you're both called Adam. That means yep. that you're responsible. <laughs> you're now responsible for all of Adam's right. team kills. Damn it. Uh, okay. We're banned now. <laughs> uh, next up, let's talk about the Atari box. Because... Well, I know it's that Gus thoughts. I know that Gus in particular has thoughts when yeah. he's not. Are you looking at Are you looking at your dogs right now? No, there's a motion sensor. Someone's in my front front yard. <laughs> so I, I, I is it a dog? Was. No, it's someone. It's someone's mowing my yard. Oh, nice guy. Did you install that after the 3DS? Uh, street pass. Street pass. What? No, no, no. Yes, that came later. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Atari box. So I'm I, I'm a little pissed off about it. All right. Well, so here's what we know about the Atari box. Okay. Because it was. Here's it was what they have of, told us about the Atari here's what box. They've told us. Uh, so yes, they, it was announced. Um, it was, you know, it was announced several days mm. ago. They showed off what it's going to look like, which it's unlike what we got with the NES Classic and the SNES Classic. Uh, it's not going to just look like an Atari. It's a sort of. It's a new design that's that supposed looks to really stupid. It's supposed to yeah echo the the wood paneled 70s uh, and collect as much dust as possible, but also kind of look newish that orange and back modern. Is awful. It looks like a radio. Yeah. Uh, so they, it's going to have a, a new, this new body, essentially. Uh, it's going to be 80 bucks. It will have USB ports. It will have a SD card uh, slot. Uh, it will have HDMI out. All good things. Uh, it will have 120 old games. My hope is the headliner is E.T. And... God. <laughs> If E.T.'s not on there, it's kind of a miss, right? Yeah. Like, everyone is gonna... wants to at least play the train wreck, because all of the all the copies are in a landfill. Wonder, Except for one that's in the Game Grumps office. <laughs> do any of you guys have any nostalgia for Atari games? And, and like, I, I do not, but that... W Atari 2600 is a little bit before my gaming time. Totally. So I, I wouldn't. Before mine, too. Uh, same. I, I, I have wonder, nostalgia because I played these, you know, all the time when I was a kid, but I wouldn't want to go back and play them now. I wonder what... Who's going to get eighty dollars worth of value out of playing any of these games? Like for an extended period of time, like what? What would you play the most, and how long would you play it? Really? The most, probably the game that I would play the most would be with other people. Would be like combat. Okay. Because like at least you have, you know, variety in the games you, you can play. Your friends over a lot? No. <laughs> well, 
Oh, no. Oh, no. It's my choice. Don't be sad, Mika. I don't even know where Gus lives. Yeah, I hide it. Yeah. Uh, and, but beyond the 120 old games, they're talking about potential new games. What? So they might do potential new games for the Atari 2600, which I could actually see because think about what the development cost on one of those games would be with modern technology. Virtually nothing. Yeah, but no, so one, no one's going to gonna pay then it's not an Atari for, classic. for that. Right. Like, yeah, they're going to have to have decent-looking games. I mean, it's not like this thing is going to be running 3D-rendered graphics. It'll be, like, side-scrollers, or it could be, like, Combat Evolved, or it could be, uh, you know, the, the gritty E.T. sequel that we've all been dreaming of. Hmm. So here's, here's the thing uh, that I'm, I'm most pissed off about. Okay. Uh, I'm going I'm to cut Talk to, to me, it. Gus. Uh, Eurogamer figured out that they're going to crowdfund this thing. Wait, what? Yeah. That's nowhere in their press release. No, Their press not. release does not mention that at all. Euro so fucked up. Eurogamer went through uh, an investor note that they issued in June. And uh, the quote from the investor note they found is, to limit risk-taking, this product will initially be launched within the framework of a crowdfunding campaign. We can't take to the risk, but you, please, right. take the risk. So, uh, like, they didn't even mention that fact. And so it's the OUYA. It's right, the and that's exactly what I think, which, you know, I called a huge piece of shit from the beginning, uh, and eventually everyone else figured it out. You're welcome. Uh, but, yeah, that, no, no, one, no one's going to be interested in this. I think it's, it's, it's dead already. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I... Don't get me wrong, if for, for 80 bucks, it could be cool to ha play some of the Atari 2600 games that, because again, I, those are before my time, I never played them. I'm at least curious. I'm also, with the, with the SNES Classic, I'm largely interested because I didn't have an SNES and all my friends did. So there are all these games that I never played that are held up as paragons of the, like this, like this golden era of SNES. But there's such a difference between Atari games and SNES games oh, in yeah. terms of Huge like, because like, like I don't think I, I'd play I, I any of them go, for a long time. Right. Well, I think some some SNES games I might sink a few hours into. I think don't if I look SNES again. SNES. I think if I looked at SNES. <laughs> like if I, I would sit down for an Atari game for like maybe 30 seconds to a minute and be like, I get the idea, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Like. I, I can know. absolutely see myself like going onto Yoshi's Island and playing for hours and hours and hours again because that was one of my favorite games on the SNES ever. Um, but like you said, Atari, obviously, if it was before you guys' time, it was way before my time. So uh, I'm old. Not, not even just that. I'm just tiny. I'm just very, very young. Ashley makes fun of me all the time for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't even. Other than ET, I can't think of any games off the top of my head. Oh, you know, you, but you know them. It's uh, it's like Pitfall. Pac-Man. Okay, Pac-Man. Defender. Combat. I don't know you, you don't know Pitfall? No. It has an alligator. Yes. Okay. That's all. That's what I know. It's he swings on a rope. It's like Indiana Jones, but yes. worse graphics. Oh, interesting. See, that's the thing. Like, I knew Pac-Man, and I know E.T. because it's a meme, but... The real shame, if any, for this Atari 2600 is that because all the games are going to be on it, they're going to be digital, mm -hmm. you don't get the boxes with the sweet, sweet art. <laughs> What, Bernie is Bernie loves Atari 2600 box art. Really? Obviously, they, they looked, you know, they're these artistic depictions of like the vision of the experience of the game, and then like, you know, you're, like, like a, you're like a little your block. <laughs> but uh, the art was always really cool. In fact, for one Christmas, I ended up getting him like poster-sized blow-ups of a bunch of classic Atari oh. 2600 art, which he promptly forgot about. It. They're probably still in too. No. <laughs> but I thought it was a nice gift. It's but. Totally uh, nice gift. 
but like that was one of the like a really cool thing about it. It sort of sets the tone and the you get the cartridges with like with the box with that art on it right, and it just right. sort of Look at the art for Space Invaders. Whoa! Looks nothing like what you That's actually not what that experience. Is at all. But it's it like it's beautiful. It's 3D. Is that? It looks like there's a city in the spaceship or something, and you've got these mountains, beautiful moon in the background. Nothing is in the can game. Can we can we hard cut to what the game actually looks like? <laughs> we have that pulled up. Are they invading Earth and there's two moons? Uh, yes. yes. No, no, you're in space. It's a different world. They're uh. they're invaders from space. Invaded maybe maybe that is the human colony that you're protecting, because that's why it's got a city on it. Okay. Uh, no, uh, that's no. A, there's a multiple. Of, yeah. But you're right. There are multiple moons in that box art. I do love, that, like Adam was saying, these games. I've always played them on like arcade machines or on a PC emulator or on my phone. I have Space Invaders on my phone and Asteroids on my phone, but I guess I never like put the connection that it was yeah. Atari because I never had one or played one. When did Atari come out? Oh God! Uh, seventy. I want to say seventy-seven. I want to say seventy-nine. So by the time I was born, it was not even a console anymore. Atari twenty-six hundred release. Twenty-one date. years. Nineteen seventy-seven. It was in twenty-six. September eleventh, nineteen seventy-seven, in North America. I did it! I did have it right. Okay, great. Three years before I was born. That's that's time. Yeah. But yeah. It, like at the time, it was wood paneled. The the Atari twenty six hundred joystick though mm. is kind of iconic. It's kind yeah. of. It's an emoji. It is. Okay. Even kinda, I don't know what the kind of garbage. Like. Y'all never played with them, right? No. The, the, the fucking thing was bullshit because so you know it's it's like a joystick, right? You hold it and then you got one button. Invariably, after playing with it for a while, the plastic cover on the joystick would fall off. Like the the, the the lip around it wasn't deep enough into the controller, so like they would just pop off, and you would lose it, and you'd have to play with like that hard white plastic under part. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was stupid. <laughs> and finally, oh yes, finally. This will lead into our discussion about Splatoon 2. Um, Nintendo has launched their voice chat oh, app. Oh my god, it's so good! I love it! Said absolutely nobody. So we've been, <laughs> we've been waiting for this for a while, uh, just to see if perhaps we were wrong and Nintendo was going to Nintendo it. Because sometimes they do these, have these strokes of genius. Mm -hmm. And they will come up with an idea that everyone is like, yeah, that's stupid. N Nobody wants this, and then it will turn out to be the perfect thing. Like they, like the Wii U was a, not not the Wii U. Pardon me. The Wii was a stroke of genius, and then everyone was chasing it. Uh, Amiibos. People thought they were going to be stupid, and no one was going to buy them. And, and they, they put out. they put like every other physical game slash toy business out of. Business. Mm -hmm. Didn't uh, Disney Infinity pretty much go kaput because of it? Disney Infinity went kaput. Uh, did Skylanders also, I believe, went kaput. Uh, there's that new game coming out where you build pieces of a ship. I forgot that existed. I'm Still very curious dope. what, uh, like, how that's going to do. But yes, Amiibo was another one that is doing gangbusters, and I wouldn't have called it originally. Mm -hmm. uh, the voice chat app, not one of those things. No. So here's, it's called Nintendo Switch Online. And it's right now. It's very bare bones. I think they just needed to get something up, uh, because Splatoon 2 is, it's like it's out. They they have to have something for voice chat somehow. Uh, and so it has right now, no functionality except there's a little uh, Splatnet 2 icon there, and you can pull that. Like you go into uh, you go into the Splatoon 2 services. Now, theoretically, this is what will allow you to chat with friends. However, here's the list of restrictions. In order to get both uh, game and voice 
audio into your headset. You have to take out from the out from the phone, out from the switch, so they need to be connected with cables to a splitter or a combiner that then goes into your headset. The app must be, so here's, here's a diagram of what it looks like, because actually they sell, um, at least in Japan, they sell a cute little- It's on Amazon now. It's on Amazon, okay, they sell, they sell a cute little splitter. So you have a cable that goes from the splitter to your phone and from the splitter to the switch and then up to your headset. So I, I you're just, connected three ways. I just, re oh, a three way. I just realized something that made me very angry. I haven't, I haven't used the app yet and I just realized I can't. Why not? You can't yep. use it. There's Same. no three and a half millimeter jack on the you, iPhone. No, 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 you, you're gonna have to get, but, you have to but use still, the that's another, that's a whole other thing that you have to get. I, yes. I was thinking about getting a, this sidebar. I was thinking about getting a new phone and I didn't want an iPhone 7. I realized they sell phone cases for the iPhone 7 with an adapter built in for the, for the jack, which is it's, the thing I'll probably do. Such a stupid thing to need so to stupid. have. Is there a broadcast thing uh, that can also, drop the best memes <clears> of like the connections into, so they can put um, them up on screen? You put them into the broadcast Slack, Slack channel. Yeah, Slack Ben. The people have gone so creative with, guys, I've optimized my best platoon to like voice chat and it's like a 3ds connected to a switch connected to a game boy advance connected to like a fan connected to their phone and it's like yeah i was i was tweeting about the optimal setups yesterday. also i believe you told me i, I haven't used the app yet because i don't want to chat with anybody but we weren't you telling me that you also cannot put your phone screen to, to sleep correct your so phone that's, screen has to be on the entire time more limitations yes that's the screen has right? the screen has to be on so um if the like if you like go into the app and then and close it. it. Yeah, it will it'll mute you. Also, you can't have the app open in the background and then like switch over to Twitter <laughs> or something like that. It has to be the active app and it has to be on the screen and active at that time. Otherwise, no. Oh, so, I got an easy solution for that. Just buy a second phone and dedicate it to your Splatoon <laughs> exactly. chatting. Uh, and even so, it's still, you will only be able to chat with friends, so if you go into just an online match, you're still not gonna have any voice chat with the other players on your team, unless they're your friends. But how will I know who fucked my mother? Uh, just, they all did. Okay. They all did. <laughs> Everybody. It's just, it's just assumed at this point. So those are some of the restrictions for the app. Also, right now, and I imagine that, again, I think it's bare bones, they just had to get it out, something for the Splatoon 2 launch, and they'll build it out later. I but right now, uh, I can't eat, you can't see your Switch friend requests or anything like that. You can't manage any of your non-Splatoon social stuff right now. Uh, also, if you, let's say I want to get a group of the four of us together to play a match of Splatoon 2. So here's the, yeah, here <laughs> up, up on the screen, um, we'll put it in the link dump for audio listeners, uh, is an ideal Splatoon <laughs> 2 voice setup. Ooh, it comes with a fan. I think my favorite is the Game Boy Advance up in the corner. Well, no one puts Game Boy Advance in a corner. True. Uh, the, uh, so if we wanted to get into a match with everyone, um, I would like to just be like, okay, we're all friends. Here on the app, go invite, 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 and then just like group up mm -hmm. and then go into a match. No, you have to go into a specific room in the game, into like into a lobby. You have to create your room, and then it will show up in the app, and then you can use the app to invite other people you, into it. Can you? Can we at least invite each other outside of the app? Like, can mm -hmm. I? Can I go into a room and say, I don't want to use a fucking app. Gus, do you want to play Splatoon? And Gus will be like, no, I'm playing pub. Then I text you and I say, do you want to play Splatoon? And I can just invite you through my Switch? We can test this. Okay. Right now, we're still playing with a pre-release copy. And 
Uh, again, Gus is the only other person in this office with one, and he's been useless yeah, for, for testing social stuff with. So, so uh, at the moment, I haven't seen anything like that, but uh, it, you know, you, you do have in other games, Mario Kart's got it, like invite yeah. real right. friends into a lobby, like so-and-so has a lobby, so it's probably that. I'm using motion controls. <laughs> I'm using tilt controls. Tilt controls, that's it. It yeah. looked like on the, the screen in that, um... Uh, does it, where is the switch? Can I, um, I tell you what, I, if you want to bring it over here, I'll pull it up right now and we can test. I was going to say, Splatoon it looks like in that a, lobby it has a friends under quick play. Splatoon has a, uh, uh, a built-in voice chat or voice commands that say booyah and ouch. Ouch! Yeah. Ouch. I, I, yeah, I like the booyah and ouch. I like to do ouch so that the person who kills me ouch. feels good about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I can join my friend okay. Akai Panda. Uh, or I can, you can do a private battle, and I can either, again, join them, or I can create a room. So and, then, and then you would be, you should be able to see me, like see my, uh, my lobby, you would be and on join that. it. Yeah, I'd, you would be, be, on, I'd be on that list, list of yeah. friends that you can join in. Okay, cool. So you can do it, but you, you can also, like, if you want to, if I wanted to specifically invite you, it's through the app. Right, okay. Okay, so you can. I mean, so it's pretty much like see, Mario Kart. Because see, there's nowhere on here to invite you to my lobby. Yeah, you. They, it has to be done through the app. You couldn't do that in Mario Kart either, could you? Can you? You can't specifically invite people. You just say, "I made a." You made a lobby. lobby. Join it. Yeah. Yes. Is, also, I'm curious if this is a public. Lo no one's joining you right now. I know there's not many people who have this, but I'm curious if this is a public lobby or not. It must be because she put no. Because I didn't put a password on. Hmm. So, uh, but but that could just be. How would other oh, you mean find if, it? if just randoms find it? Right. Like right. How would like random strangers? No, find because it, right. it is yeah. it is private, but it's not passworded. So, so I think here's the distinction between private um, between uh, like if it's private, it means that only my friends can see it. Right. If there's a password on it, it means even if you're my friend and you can see it, you have to have a password to get into it. Because kind of like you invited everybody to be your friend on uh, your switch. Exactly. You a lot of people with friends codes, but say you just wanted to have a glitch please test run and you just wanted us for to come in then then you, then you would get have a password. password on it exactly so there there are a couple of different tiers there if, um so you can get into the game but you would have to come find me yeah. or if i want to if i want to find you and bring you in like invite you into the game you have to use the app gotcha i think well, i think what i'm looking for is like how to play a public game with people and i think in splatoon one the way it worked was like you could join your friends but only when they were in an active match and they had to have a spot for you. Mm. So it was like a, a real pain in the ass. So it what, I've, it, what I found, it says that if you try to select the card in the friend section, it gives you that you can't, this friend is not joinable, you can't join that friend. Um, you have to wait until they've entered the online matchmaking, at which point you get the joinable label and you can join their game. But if they join the game, or if the game starts before you fully join them, you have to wait until the current match yep. ends and then try to hope yeah, you I, hit like, that window. Well, for example, so um, up right here, uh, I'm in the friend screen, so I'm, I'm here to join friends in battle. And again, I've got one friend who's, who's got it, and right now, I can't join that friend. But from what I can find, it just says Splatoon 2 is missing basic grouping. <laughs> yeah, it's the Splatoon 2 is missing a lot in regards to that. Um, speaking of which, do we want to move on to just Let's talking talk about, about Splatoon 2? Splatoon! All right, guys, so Splatoon 2, I gotta say, really liking it. Mm -hmm. 
I think a lot of people are going to wet their pants over how fun this is. And you know what's going to happen when you wet your pants? Or ink your pants. Or ink your pants. You're going to need new underwear. <laughs> and that's why I'd like to thank MeUndies for sponsoring this episode of Glitch Please. Thanks to uh, MeUndies for having one of the softest pairs of underwear you will ever wear. Uh, they're one of those products that you, you honestly kind of have to experience it because they're super comfy and everyone says, oh no, my underwear are fine. And then you try these on. Uh, every pair of MeUndies is sustainably sourced and made from micromodal. It's three times softer than cotton. If you're used to buying boring underwear, you just get those packs of like five white pairs. Don't do that. MeUndies is going to change everything because they come in all kinds of awesome colors and patterns. So you're like, hmm, what do I want to wear today? Do I want green army men? Do I want spooky ghosts? Do I want the ones that tell me to have a nice day? Um, and uh, they also have limited edition patterns every month that always sell out. This month, uh, the patterns were designed by the legendary 80s clothes brand Cross Colors, and they've got all these awesome names. They live up to the super, like, bold design, bright colors. Think, like, awesome, like, color blocks. Uh, and the, the ones this month are Increased to Peace, You Dig, and The OG. <laughs> you've actually, you've got to see them for yourself. Right now, you'll save 20% off your first pair of super comfy undies and receive free shipping only at MeUndies.com slash glitch. There is a reason that MeUndies has sold over 5 million pairs to date, and you'll feel it when you put them on. If you don't love your first pair of MeUndies, they're free because they don't want them back. Uh, <laughs> get 20% off your first pair plus free shipping at meundies.com slash glitch that's meundies.com slash glitch i really do love them and we get an underwear fairy around here uh, that will bring around all the like new patterns of underwear so i've got christmas lights i've got my spooky ghosts i wore the army men yesterday i know you mentioned those i love the army men i've got ones with like a cow print oh i've got that yeah 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 the great up underwear yeah, and they've got all Confirmed. kinds of different cuts too. So they've got, um, what do they have for men's? They have like boxer uh, briefs? They have briefs, boxer briefs. Um, I don't know what else. I, I use boxer like briefs. For, they've got a bunch of cuts for, for women, which I like. They've got obviously, like, there's thongs, there's the bikini, but then there's also like a cheeky bikini and there's a boy short. And so they've got like all these different cuts depending on what mm -hmm. your preference is. Yeah, men, boxer brief, trunk, boxer brief. Nice. There you go. Uh, and so. Thanks to MeUndies for sponsoring this. They're, they really are great. I like them a bunch. Yes. Um, and then when you have your fresh pair of undies from wetting yourself from Splatoon 2, you're or ready to inking play. Yourself. Inking yourself. God damn it. I'm sorry. From Splatoon 2, you're ready to play. I I'm, I like this game more than I thought I was going to like this game. It's, it's a damn great. good game. It's a damn good game. I went into playing it being like, yeah, I'll give it a go. But, you know, it doesn't really necessarily seem like my thing. For those who don't know what Splatoon 2 is... Uh, which is understandable because if you didn't have a Wii U, which again, a lot of people didn't, uh, you would have uh, missed it. It's Nintendo's take on a shooter, yep. which is very, very different from everyone else's take on a shooter. The idea is that you're an, an inkling who's a squid and a kid, yeah, boy. Uh, or a kid who's also a squid or a squid who's also a kid, but we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into the uh, logistics of squidding and kidding. <laughs> and the, the, the main mode is, uh, I'd say, is called Turf War. It's a multiplayer. It's a 4v4, and uh, you each, like, each team is assigned a color. And then the idea is to cover the most ground with your color of ink. Right. So it's not just about shooting the other players. It's also a territory control game. And you, when ground is colored in, covered good. in your color of ink. <laughs> I think this is me. I think is I got that, is that you? I think I was like walking away for a minute. There you go. There you go. Uh, so when you, uh, when the ground's covered in your color of ink, you can swim through it, which 
one, refills your store of ink because you can only shoot so much before you have to refill it. But two, uh, you, you can move a lot faster. Mm -hmm. And I think get the around speed mechanic more. with the colors is really uh, key in this yeah. game. Like when you're running over the opposite color, it's, you get it's also a stealth mechanic yeah. too. Yeah, it is because um, what I found is there are a bunch of different weapons that you can use in the game. You can you, you can do um, my favorite is the roller. You can do uh, arrow splat. OP for me. Uh, arrow splat. You can do dualies. So there's all these different weapons that have you know varying abilities. Like the roller again, for example, it's a close range weapon because it's great for covering a lot of territory really quickly oh, with right your there. ink, uh, but it's so close range because if anyone shoots at you from a distance, you're boned. Yeah. But if you get right, if you get right up next to them, then you can slam the roller down and it's like an insta kill, I saw, which uh, is great. I saw a tweet yesterday someone made that uh, uh, they, they, Pardon they, me, what was the tweet? They're, they're talking about the, the different weapons and they wrote, Splatoon, we have an umbrella as a gun. Also Splatoon, we have a P90. It's like, <laughs> there's, there's all kinds of variety yeah, so in there. True. The range Some, of weapons is so great. Yeah. Um, but it's it's nice because it means that there are different ways of playing. If you have the roller like me, you do want to, like, it's really nice to be able to go stealthy. So you want to get up as close to someone as you can and try and stay hidden because you're difficult to see if you're oh. in your own ink. Yep. And yep. so then you try and get up right next to them and then slam it down, insta-kill. It's fun. Yep. I want to get some more time in on the multiplayer and unlock some more weapons because I'm curious to see how they've balanced it. I felt like maybe the in Spl the original Splatoon, the roller was a little, people depended on it a little too much. Mm -hmm. I, I, think, uh, I think in Splatoon 1 they did a terrible job balancing and, they, and I'm not sure it's changed mm -hmm. uh, because I unlocked the aerospray in this one and that's my gun. Yeah, and it was same. in Splatoon 1 as well. Mm -hmm. It also prevented me from like caring about future unlocks because the aerospray is so good. This is I'm using the dualies here. And they're they're fine for PvP. They're not as good for covering ground. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see, like my score here is only 483. But like when if, if there and the score is based on how much ground you've covered. Right. Yes. And, and and I think most of the time here I'm trying to cover ground and splat occasionally. But like with the aerospray, spray, you're just spraying so like the balance of 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 damage to also ground coverage is so good that like it kind of makes this seem useless, although you can dodge with this, which is pretty good. And we were talking about- Yeah, each each weapon has that that, that sort of special ability. So again, that one has a, like a dodge yep. to it. And each weapon also has like a, it's got like a super, like a special, yeah. yep. um, so you can, you, yeah, you, use as, you as you cover ground, you are able to build up a meter essentially, which uh, once you fill it up, then you can activate your, your special, which for, for the, which one are you using in this, Matt? This was the dualies. This was the dualies. So if you have the dualies, you have mortars, and it, it turns into like the giant missile backpack, yeah. and then they shoot up in the air, and uh, and then like rain your wrath and your ink down upon the enemy. And, and then air there's... spray has like slidey bombs that go across the floor, and they spread ink as they go, mm -hmm. and they yeah. explode when they reach a target. Keep keep in mind as you as you as you progress further, all the specials and uh, like the sub weapons are tied to. Uh, the, the, it's not necessarily the gun. It's like if you get, you can unlock another arrow spray, and you will get a different special and sub. It's just basically how they they manage loadouts. You don't customize them. You just get set loadouts. Yeah, um, which is fine. Well, and one, I mean, speaking of loadouts, one of the complaints I do have is that you still cannot change your weapons loadout while you're in a game. That is yeah. one of, there are a couple of frustrating things about how they've set the game up exactly. Uh, that's one of them. Is mm -hmm. that. So in between specific matches, you sort of get kicked back to a lobby, yep. and then you're sitting in a lobby. It's got a it's got a timeout counter, so it'll count down, and if it reaches zero and they don't have 
a full eight players, then it will boot you all back out and you have to go try again. While you're in this lobby, and right now the wait's long because mm -hmm. we're pre-releasing, there yeah. aren't as many players, but uh, you know, starting tomorrow, there's going to be a lot of people playing it. That countdown is probably going to pretty much go away. But while you're sitting there waiting, it would be nice to be able to tweak your loadout. Like, what mm -hmm. clothes do you want to change your clothes? Because each of the clothes that you buy also has some kind of perk that can either make you swim faster in your mm -hmm. ink or use less ink or charge your special faster. Uh, it would be nice to be able to change those out and to change your weapon out without having to back all the way out of the lobby system to update it. Yeah. It feels like it's if, if they just keep it to between matches, you'd be okay. There's a lot of holdovers from Splatoon 1 like, that they didn't fix. Honestly, this feels like a game that Nintendo was like, we're going to make uh, Splatoon and release it on the Switch again. And they're like, we should probably call it a sequel and add some stuff. And that's kind of what it felt like they did. They didn't change the core systems of the game. You still have problems where the, when you launch the game, you get um, a newscast from not Callie and Marie, whoever the new girls are. Pearl and Marina. Marina and Pearl. Jesus. God. Jesus. Be, be careful. Splatoon fan be, here. Yeah, walk, uh, walk carefully. <laughs> right. God. Um, but you can't skip those cutscenes. And so what happens in, in the first ones, they would stack up after a week or two because they would constantly update. And you'd sit through like fucking three minutes of those those newscasts. Um, you can't They change. get a lot less cute I, I really fast when yeah. you have to sit through all that. I don't think you can change your inversion in-game, which is not a no, huge, huge problem because, for most people. But we were sharing, like we've been sharing a Switch. Right. And I would, I, I mean, I imagine if you have your own profile that you're playing on, you don't need to worry about it, but we're sharing a profile, sharing a Switch, and so we'd have to back up because you play inverted and I don't. Right. Um, the other Adam plays correctly. The other hold, yeah, the other holdover You're is inverted? like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. The other holdover we're is like, we're 50-50. That's mm. impressive. Uh, the other holdover is like, all these maps you can see from this footage. Uh, well, you probably can't, but there's two maps on rotation and, and game modes are on rotation. So they, they last for like a couple hours. So if you're playing for a couple hour session, you're only going to see a couple maps. Mm -hmm. um, and that that's a weird. Like, really? I, well, if you're playing online, if you're playing offline, you're going to. You'll, you can do whatever you like. Totally. If, you, if you make your own. But, mo but most people, like. I assume, will be playing the multiplayer online and just sitting there for uh, two, three hours. And for the most part, you're going to see like the same maps over and over until that, that two hours sw switches off. Uh, it, part of the problem that creates in this game is there's a there's a, a salmon run mode, which is like essentially a horde mode. Yeah, it's a it's a four player co-op mode where you have to try to collect eggs right. and put them in the basket, and as, while also fighting off enemies, and then there's a the big old boss. And the the way that they sort of shoehorned that mode into the existing systems of Splatoon has completely like fucked with the way you play that game online because you cannot play. Uh, you can't that, just go to Salmon Run. You cannot play mm -hmm. Salmon Run online with your friends unless it's currently in rotation. Uh, you you can't play it. Well, you can't you, play you, like you can it's, play it locally, but you can't just jump into Salmon Run online. Well, uh, I let me. I'm gonna yeah, see yeah, if, my, if my room will do this because my now my understanding is that for just general online play, uh, you're correct that uh, it only comes up sometimes. Right. Maybe it's just matchmaking. Maybe you can make your private match uh, salmon run and just co-op with your friends. That would be fine. The uh, mode is generally only available in local co-op. There will be online play, but only during special events run by Nintendo. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm looking at it here. We're again in the we're in the private room lobby and. 
the seminar mode is not available. Yeah. So that is it, it, is it under more settings? Maybe I, I mean I guess it would no, be here. That, you're that's right. A you're looking huge, at mode. That's yeah. a huge oversight, and I think that's part of the, part of the problem is that they shoehorned a game mode into the existing systems that were already there and didn't basically like account for people wanting to play this mode online, which is crazy. Um, basically, if you want to play it, you're gonna play it locally unless it's it's during their specific set hours, which is. It's not, that's not very modern of Nintendo, but they're not very modern. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Was that a subtle ad for Target? I, it might have been. I, hashtag not an ad, right? I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, so, and that's, that was so those are all, yeah, the, the people in your little, in, in your little square are all, a lot of them are people that you've met and played with. Right. And it just brought their... Uh, inkling into into your town. So and this is local, right? Like this so, is like yeah, you can, we host, a, you can host a local salmon run. So uh, if the four of us all have our switches together, then we can all play salmon run together, but we can't do it online. Right. So that's one of the big limitations because salmon run is a really cool, really fun new thing, and it seems like it's not going to get the attention it deserves. It's just going to have to go into Whoa, day one. I, That's impressive. Listen, the, the, this is like their pseudo meverse type thing. These are all representations of real characters, but not actually people walking around in the, in the world. But every, you can you can make a little drawing uh, to show people, and there's like it's constantly filled with like Squidward memes, and it's yep, the it's most true. fun thing ever. Uh, it's it's a really great great great. It's a really great between Sploon two. It's Sploon two. <laughs> it's a really great between match kind of thing to do. And there there they are. They're uh, famous. There's, the there's, there's Pearl and Marina. There the, you go. The beauties. Um, so uh, yeah, there's there are a lot of things that the game like over oversights. It seems like very simple oversights. Yeah. And part of it I think is that uh, Nintendo doesn't have the kind of experience doing online communities and online building and the idea of of like really opening something up and letting people have any level of control and it's it's evident in the way they do the online. But like you said, surely have, they've played other games though. <laughs> you, no, you they know, only you play Nintendo games, so. Gus. But Nintendo is very they're very particular about controlling the experience that their players have. And you can see that in the online because, again, you, it'll tell you you've got two maps on rotation. Everyone is playing these maps for two hours. And part of that is, I'm sure, to make it so that no matter what, you're going to get into a match yeah. with people because everyone is in right. the same playlist. It's, it's not like Call of Duty where there's 18 different hoppers and people are all focused on like ground war or, or like domination and all these little ones don't get played because not that many people like it. Right, which exactly. Which is smart, but also like sometimes I don't want us to play the same two maps for two hours. Yeah. Like if I'm playing for two hours, that's... That's a good, I don't know, probably like 10 matches maybe. The matches go very, very quickly. Yeah. They're what, they're three, five minutes each? They're not long. Yeah, very quick. And uh, right now I'm spending about 50% of the time in the lobbies waiting for other people. Yeah. But again, that issue is going to go away yeah. as of the, the launch of the games. Yeah, like yeah. midnight. So There's also the, the weird holdovers, like if you're in that lobby waiting for people, even if it's just for like 30 seconds, you have an option when you, uh, when you, when you beat a match or when you complete a match, you have the option to continue or exit. Sometimes you fat finger the continue and there's no going back. Like yeah. you are committed Once you're in the lobby, to mm -hmm. a match. You have to there is no exit button. And there. if you and if you if you go to the home menu of your switch and quit, you are suspended. Um, temporarily. I, I think that's why the um, at least it's a good thing the matches are three to five minutes. Cause say you fat finger the continue and you're like, ah, I didn't want to play another match, you're there for three minutes. Yeah. And then you're out. 
Yeah, yeah but, but they, they also, you're in no, the system. No, it's like it, it's not good. It's not great. At least it's not a 20 minute match. No, I mean, I can. I, I think that like you should be able to back out up basically up until they say, okay, we filled the room. Yeah. Right. Now we're starting. Right. I, you should be able to back out. Like, should be able if, to. dude, I gotta, I gotta poop really bad, and I'm stuck in this fucking filling match thing. That's what's great about look on the bright side, Adam. You can take it with you. You're not wrong. All right, my argument is null and void. I mean, and let's be real here. We're better to play it. Right. You're there. Well, you've well, got well, nothing but time. Yeah. You're, while you're splatting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you splat while you splat. The, there you go. Splats um, on splats. Th there are also, uh, you know, I, it's, I, like, I feel like I'm complaining about a lot right now, but I really am having a wonderful no. time in the game. These are just little nitpicks. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I quite like about that they have considered is that that switching between um, between on the go and docked. You have different settings where you can say in handheld mode, yes, I will use the tilt controls, and yes, I want them, I you know, I like vertical, horizontal, whatever. Right. Uh, yeah. In docked mode, don't use them because that'll just mess me up. That's not what not what I'm playing for. I've tried it both ways, and when I'm when I've got it in docked mode, I'm usually using the pro controller, and so I turn off any of the motion controls, and then I turn it on when I'm in handheld mode just because it makes like nice aiming tweaks because I got used to that mm -hmm. when I was playing Zelda. Right. Yeah. Also, the music is incredible. The music, the sound design in general in the game is really spectacular. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Like, every time you're in a match, uh, the colors that complement each other that you're battling whenever you're like in a really gritty war zone, and by war zone, I mean, Splat and ink at each other, but it's like just the color combination with the maps, and it's like it's at, at a skate park. It's just a yeah. pretty mm -hmm. game. It's, it's a just beautifully so pretty. colorful game. Nintendo always does a great job making the game, right. their games colorful. I will say, as like a, a, I played like probably like 50, 60 hours of Splatoon one. I couldn't stop playing it when it came out. This is more of it, but like it's fucking fun. It's, it's still it's so yeah. fun. And it's uh -oh. a it's a very good experience to have as well. If you didn't play the Wii U version, right. mm -hmm. this is a great place to pick it up. I'm, yeah. I'm happy that there will be more people playing Splatoon. Yes. Yeah. There, there were not a there bunch. There weren't a lot of people with playing the original yeah. one. They, they, um, just because the Wii U didn't sell, you know? Yeah. Exactly. They did a great job still of Carrot on the Stick. So they still have like for every, every when you're playing multiplayer, you're getting unlocks. Mm -hmm. uh, they they added in in Salmon Run, you can get tickets, uh, which you then oh, use. Oh, is that where those come from? I, I believe so. Yeah, you get you get those these tickets, which you can then use as boosters, like XP boosters. Oh, right. Um, so to, to you purchase. yeah, we know there's a little food truck um, here. Yeah, Let me uh, I'll go over to the food truck here in the um, in the lobby. Is uh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> do you, you want to get some takoyaki so after a, this? So there's a yes. here, <laughs> and you can buy, you can spend tickets on boosters. They like. Oh my God, you, he's you, a shrimp tempura. <laughs> he's cute. Uh, and you, so you get something, and it will either um, increase the amount of money you earn during battle, or it will. Um, or it will increase the experience that you get out of it, so you level up faster. But you have to spend tickets on that to get it. So I guess you have to play Salmon Run to get tickets that will then help you in battles. I just not mandatory. That's it. Also, all the characters in this are so great. That's a fucked up outfit, man. Like that's your that's your work uniform. You have to boil boil yourself with oil. I love that art. Also, so the the shopkeeps are hilarious. Is that a bong or is that a gun? I think it's a smoking gun. Um, I think the first guy. Why not both? He calls you like dude bro or like what, whatever his name is. Yeah, Shella Fresh is where you yeah. get Shella Fresh is so good. And it's like. There's a lot of good. 
puns in this game. There's so many good puns, and if you, you cycle through, they each like each shopkeep has their own personality yeah. and like quirk. This guy, I think he's the yeah the ye old cloth shoppe, yeah. and he talks in like medieval times, and then the hat girl is like a hippie, and I just. I love the character design yeah. of Splatoon. They might have they might have changed this. I think she one. has a bong, by the way. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I think in Splatoon one, you had to leave each shop to go through them. I could be wrong. Uh, no, I think you could cycle like this. It, okay. yeah. it is right. really nice to be able to just cycle between them and not have to exit out and yeah. have to reload. And also, uh, so each I don't know if it's day, but each period like there's a period of time and it'll it refreshes. But they uh, each shop will have uh, six options of things for you to buy. They each have their own bonuses. Uh, and then they will cycle out, which is lovely. So if you're like, uh, you know, I'm really not feeling any of these today, then that's totally fine, yeah. and you can just wait, and then new stuff will come into the shop, so you have something to spend all your dollars on. What are the if you're things? into fashion, this game is for you. Sheldon, he's so precious. Oh, he's cute. Also, uh, do you like the He reminds you too much of a minion. I was just yeah. <laughs> He does. The, the exception to that refresh is weapons, where... Uh, you have you unlock weapons by level, mm -hmm. and this is an interesting thing because you start off with a really super basic weapon. It's and shitty. It's so it's, it's shitty. so shit. And you unlock them as you come on, goddamn! You unlock them as you level up. So you have to have certain base levels. Is that a Gatling gun? Uh, this is no, that no, no. Back, back to is that a Gatling gun? That oh, it looks like it. Looks yeah. heavy. That's a Gatling gun. 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 Very much. Gatling gun. I'm sorry. So uh, and there's also look. There's a zapper. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, so you start off with super basic guns and you level up. So your first couple of matches when you play online, you're going to be seeing other people with like, I don't know, hover packs and you know, and the rollers and all and the dualies and all that. You won't have access to it. Yeah, so, you'll be with a shitty gun that like. Yeah, you got your you got your one basic little shitty thing. So you're not going to do great your first couple of matches, which is. It's weird because you're not gonna get a like you don't get the feeling of reward from it. It's almost like a take the lump. Well, maybe yeah. well, this, is, game... this is this is what I'm talking about. This is carrot on the stick. This is saying like, I'm I feel shitty. I want my character to get better. And as you play more, your character feels significantly better because you have yeah. cooler shit. I will say also, since we're playing with such a limited pool, we might be getting matched with higher ranked players. Whereas when the game launches, people who are just starting are probably gonna yeah. be probably. matched with each other more yeah. frequently. Like a bucket. Just a yeah, giant did bucket. Did you buy the other bucket? I didn't use the bucket. No, I'm, I'm not to the bucket yet. I don't unlock a bucket no, until the, I'm level the, There's an older bucket that we had before what? that I didn't purchase. Uh, maybe you purchased it already. Maybe you have in your rep and repertoire. You can also go to, if you hit Y, you can go to the test for things. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm just going to start playing it if uh, I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there are, again, a lot of things I really like about the game. Um, you know, a lot of things that aren't perfect, but a lot of things that I quite like. Uh, are, are, we, are you a squid or a kid? I think that you are a squid that turns into a kid. Okay. Kid in the streets, squid in the sheets. Oh! Wow, yeah. That was, All uh, right. was a good one. Um, I think that you are a genetically mutated half squid, half kid. I, I don't think it's half. You don't yeah. know where the squid begins and the kid ends. No. Mm. I think there's a distinctive line. Yeah? I think when a squid and a kid have a baby. Um, when a squid mommy and a, and a kid daddy love each other very much. Listen. They don't grow up so in this universe. So basically, these are the it's, children of hentai. They, they yes. don't grow up in this universe. Like this is not, this is not a kid. This is some fucked up, partially squid kid, and this is just a squid. So there's. This th is too human to be just a squid, though. Look, it has emotions. This is what I'm saying. Is like this is mostly squid, or most, or mostly kid, but partially squid. This is fucking squid. So 
Like they're they're sixty percent squid. I think they're more squid than kid. But I think they are. A kid I, mean, I think, you, I think you're squid. onto something. But yeah. I think my favorite part I was pointing it out to Ashley is that when you're you kind of don't notice it when you're fighting, but when you're just in the lobby and you turn into a squid and then you pop up as a kid, you see a little shiny squid kid butt. Let's be clear, not a butthole. Not a butthole. Just a butt. But it, it is starting to become butt before it becomes. This close. is a game about yeah. drowning kids in ink. It's yes. pretty fucked up. All right, well, so we're going to, uh, for the post show for first members, we're going to go through and take a look at the different amiibo. But, <laughs> hey, Adam is hey. Uh, but before that, uh, we want to answer some of your questions from the mailbag. All right. Thank you for putting them back, Adam. <laughs> Are they all back? Mostly. This is my right now. Uh, to, so to kick off the mailbag, Krista Doran, who emailed glitchpleaseristrichies.com, says, I pretty much grew up playing an NES and got an SNES the Christmas that it came out. I was super excited to see the mini version, but unfortunately I wasn't able to get an NES classic when they were released. I love the idea, but there's no way I'm going to pay the crazy prices you see on Amazon and eBay to get one. When the SNES classic comes out, I'll try to get one, but I'm not going to assume I'm going to be able to get one again. I'm in my mid-30s, and I still own the original consoles, and they function properly as well. My question is, which do you guys think is better to scratch that nostalgic itch everyone seems to have for classic Nintendo games? The options, as I see, are to use the Nintendo eShop on either the DS, Wii U, or hopefully Switch. Two, use an emulator and build my own using Raspberry Pi. Or three, go full-on collector and purchase games that I'm missing and haven't been digitized. What side of this would you guys choose, or are there any other options I may be overlooking? Man, that was a wordy question. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of setup. Uh, well, you I know, think, there's, there's context there. I think so, the ideal way to play is, like, if you have the time and the the, the will is to buy Raspberry Pi, uh, get some emulators. Or, well, the, the trouble I have with no. emulators is the, is the, is the legal uh, gray area right. that you're entering yeah. there. So I have right. difficulty recommending that as, like, as a... It, but like, I know that people what, do it. What I'm saying is for game preservation's sake, it is still, like, the best way you can do it. Sure, you should buy a SNES Classic. Don't ever say SNES. SNES classic. Uh, but, like, I, I understand, like, I don't want to fucking fight people at Walmart to get one either. Like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna go through the trouble of downloading an emulator, but, like, in, but that I think that's, is still the best way the to play. The eShop is a good stopgap for yeah. this. Uh, there's not one on the Switch. <laughs> right. When that comes out, yes, that is the best way. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, having the original system, the original controllers is really the best way, but I think that's impractical. I think that it, it takes up too much space. Well, and also, it's not just the space thing. If you have the original consoles, that's awesome. But it becomes an issue, too, because outputs have changed so much. I, 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 get my, like, I would like, recommend also having like an old TV. Yeah, you're going to have a retro man. gaming right. room. Get like an set. old CRT, because like, that's how it was designed. It wasn't designed for you know flat panels. Right. One of, the, one of the benefits of, of uh, the the classic edition consoles is that they are making the output with HD in mind. These games were not made with HD in mind. They're not going to look as good. They're not going to, because they weren't, like, no one thought they would do that. Although, I think 240p, 320p, maybe. Right. So they're going to have to scale up so much. And while they can theoretically do that pretty clean, because those older graphics are more geometric, blockier overall, and can theoretically scale up, better than a lot of other things, they're not going to do it as cleanly because they don't have the logic mm -hmm. to do so. So I, I think the, but also the coolest way you can do it is like, you've got your, you've got your old control, it feels exactly the same. You yeah. can have that experience and put the cartridge in. 
if I had the choice, if I had those consoles still, that's probably what I would go with. Mm -hmm. I think so. I well, on an old cartridge till it works 100 times, it does nothing. Um, so that, that's, that's my opinion yeah. on it. But uh, also, like, if you, can get, if you can get the classic editions, I think that's awesome. I'm hoping, since they did find the NES emulator, in Switch's yeah. firmware that we'll be getting it's, it's, at the very least that soon. Point, yeah, yeah. We know what's coming at some point. So if you can be patient, maybe that's a thing to wait for. If not, it's really cool that you have the old yes. consoles I'm and, and the GameCube go for those. Later. Or the GameCube virtual console, because I just want to play old school Animal Crossing again. We'll see. All right, so um, that's uh, next up on the questions. Fogel says, hello, everyone. Big fan of the show. We're big fans of you too, Fogel. I'm not. Except for Gus, but don't don't take that personally. He's not a fan of anyone. What are your thoughts on the increasing reliance on video games and consoles needing large updates and constant internet connections for features, such as achievements? Are rural gamers being left behind? I recently got Titanfall 2 and was horrified that it had a 22 gigabyte update that took me four days straight to download. 4.9 million Americans don't have access to three megabit per second internet speeds, and many people in rural areas, like myself, use satellite links to get our interwebs. This is interwebs. Internet. This is not fast, not reliable, because if there's any rain, you get no internet. And usually it's capped. I just recently upgraded from a cap of 525 megabytes per day. Ouch. Per day. And it, that is a thing that is becoming increasingly an issue. Even, even if you're not in a rural area, even if you have no cap, downloading a 20 plus gigabyte update for a game that, if you got it digitally, was already 50 gigabytes to download, that is a huge commitment of time, of bandwidth. It just, it adds so much to it that it's becoming kind of a hassle for everyone. But rural gamers really, like, that's a, that's a big problem. And it's, there are also, it's not just rural, but there are a lot of countries where data caps are still a thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the U.S., we're, we're there are, in, yeah, in there. the U.S., there's like soft data caps that they won't necessarily tell you about until you go over it. Right. And they're like, hey, Maybe don't do that, or we'll drop you as a customer. Well, well, I think Comcast when, is charging now for over a terabyte. Whoa. I mean, and uh, well, uh, they'll also um, be more than happy to drop you if they feel like you're a uh, load on their system. It, it's like, crazy to me. Like I was looking at this last night, and I decided I, I, I turned on my computer, opened up Steam like I normally do, walked away, and I came back and I was looking at what was updating. I had like five things updating because games are auto updating on my Steam, and Doom was downloading a 37 gig update. Whoa! Like I Doom. feel like. Doom, and, I feel, and that's a game, the, the Doom, the, the remake, but like, I feel like... I, if, if old Doom was downloaded 37 gigabytes, you have some right. something to worry about. The, right. The, right, that's a download, like, I, I wouldn't have noticed if I didn't look, but like, if I had data caps, that'd be a huge fucking chunk out of my data Yeah, cap. you wouldn't have auto-update on your Right, games. like, yeah. 37 gig update for someone with a 512 megabyte cap, like, you're fucked. Mm -hmm. You're never playing that game. Yeah. Uh, that, that seems like a, a real, I don't know, I don't know how do you solve when, that problem. When the original Xbox was first announced, we were just when we were doing our old website, Drunk Gamers, I got so mad because they put that hard drive in there. And I said, for console games, that's it. It's like, now you can, now this is the world I was afraid of back then. Right. Where you're just constantly downloading updates. Like, didn't, I forget if it was Halo Master Chief Collection or Halo 5, had, at one point, they had an update that, was, was it created, it game, created right? a problem that forced you to re-download the whole game again. Oh, yeah. 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 And then you run into just, to stuff like that. You're like, yeah, and if you don't have reliable... Like, we're spoiled here. I've got a gigabit connection at home. Yeah. So it's like, whatever. It's well, not a big deal. But it, it's, it's a huge problem for most people. I think... Uh, I think the, the, the problem should be less in the game developer's hands or court and more in, like... 
internet the, providers? The, the internet providers and like the US government providing like this is becoming a mandatory part of life, not necessarily for games, but like so many things are going internet based. Like you want to be able to have online classes for everyone and, and things like that. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. this is becoming a, a, a necessity well, more than like a, a, a lavish lifestyle. Thing. There are countries that have ruled it's a human right to right. have access to the internet. Right. And it's, I, I think that if you're in a rural area, PC gaming in particular is becoming more and more difficult because uh, physical distribution for PC games is almost non-existent yep. anymore. And that's the direction that console games are headed as well. Ubisoft <coughs> in, uh, in their briefing for Q1 said that now 80% of their sales are digital and they're continue to scale a digital one because they have higher margins on digital mm -hmm. uh, and two, they can't sell out of copies on digital yeah. like you can get one if you want to give them your money you can do that mm -hmm. and they can patch the game late like ship it and have put out a day one patch and that all is you know it's pointing more and more to just a digital plan on downloading stuff future and i think absolutely rural gamers and anyone anyone with a data cap anyone with <coughs> slower internet is getting left behind i mean we like like I said, we have gigabit internet, and mm -hmm. the U.S. is not the not even the top tier of countries for internet access. Right. So that's yeah, it it's I don't have I, a I don't have a solution for you. I will but say, I agree that you're being I will left say the behind. Switch has been pretty good about really small updates. Like even system updates take less than a minute. Mm -hmm. um, game updates are like mere seconds. So uh, that's a, a decent console if you want to have a, a, a com relatively complete package with very little updates. Yeah, and they, a lot of the games do tend to be smaller in overall file size, yeah. which yeah. which helps, um, but... I'm trying to look up how much internet I use. Oh, God. I'm I've, sure I've never looked at now. it before. Yeah, I, I haven't had to yet. All right, and final question uh, from the mailbag today. Uh, Mike Chiasson says, hey gang, love everything you do at Rooster Teeth. People, myself included, always talk about having limited time to play games or catch up on vast amounts of TV and media that's out there. I often find myself watching great content, such as yourselves, oh, thanks, while playing games to crime it all in. The only issue I find is that it's tough to play a story-driven game and pay attention to a video at the same time, making it tough to get anything accomplished on either front. Do you guys ever catch yourself trying to do too much at once while gaming in your free time, given the, mast, the vast amounts of media and content that's out there? And do you think the amount actually could be hurting the industry in some ways? I admit, I do this. I will yeah. usually have... You then. I have a laptop open if I'm playing something, especially if it's something, like right now I'm playing a lot of Persona 5, it's turn-based, so I can l just have something up and then be like, you know what, I'm gonna see what's happening on the internet and go do something. Or, uh, you know, I'll be trying to watch something on Netflix and also play something on Switch. And I, I totally agree. Like, I don't feel like I absorb the, I don't get the maximum impact from either one of those things as a result. I feel like if there's something story-driven on either watching or playing that I want to focus on, I'll focus on it and because I don't want to hinder my own experience. But, like, if I'm sitting there, like, playing some rounds of Splatoon, I'll have a like a YouTube playlist of videos from like the Game Grumps that I didn't watch for two weeks. And, but that's not something that's like story driven. I'll like laugh at some jokes that I hear while I'm mindlessly splatting. Mm -hmm. And that's different, but like for Persona, I've multitasked before, but when it's like plot or cutscenes, I'll shut everything else down. Like I won't respond to text. I'll like focus on something. Um, Destiny's another one where if I'm grinding in Crucible, Sure, I can maybe have like a YouTube playlist on as a like or a Disney movie that I've seen before. 
but if it's story mode, definitely not. Because I feel like I don't want to ruin it for myself, if that makes sense. So I feel like there's definitely, you can play Stardew Valley and you do some farming and watch a movie, but you don't want to like miss out on some important video game that you've been waiting 40 years for. You know, yeah. I'm definitely gonna play Kingdom Hearts 3 when it finally comes out with no distractions. Well, <laughs> once, think, once you've been waiting 40 years. 40 years, yeah, that's that's my... Uh, well, I think we saw, you know, maybe an over-assumption and a correction on Microsoft's part when it came to this. Like, they touted snap mode for so long when mm -hmm. the Xbox One came out, and then they just removed it. You know, yeah. it, it's gone now. So, um, I think, I don't know if, they're, if, that's, if that speaks to the fact that maybe people weren't using it, or maybe it was just a poor implementation of doing two screens at once. I feel like uh, for a long time I had trouble balancing out just browsing the internet, uh, movies, TV, and games, to the point where like, I would leave one of those things out. And so what I started to do was I started streaming for one, and, and I stream like several hours a night just so I can get game time in, so I can actually sit down and focus on a game. And I don't watch a movie, obviously, while I'm doing it. I just play the game, talk to chat, and it, it helps me like absorb games better. And then like I'll have one or two movie nights a week where I'll just watch a movie instead of watching movies every fucking night. I used to just watch movies and sit on my phone at the same time. So now I just do a couple movies a week. And then, like, my winding down time before bed, I spend, like, 45 minutes on Reddit or Twitter or something <laughs> like that. And that, that's, like, that's my way of balancing. But, yeah, bef like, if I don't schedule my stuff out, I will absolutely, if I'm playing a game, I'll absolutely have something on. I'll miss plot points in a game, or I'll be watching a movie and miss plot points in the movie by being on my phone. It's, right. It is a problem, but, like, it's just a matter of, like, finding what your interests are and balancing those out. I was going to say, I think it's also personal. It's, like, yeah. if you really have... 15 YouTubers that you can't go a day without watching, then you find a way to cram it in. But like my, I used to that's like- good advice. Well, you know, yeah. But it's like- Shove it in there. Shove, but that's, if, if that's you. But like, I remember I used to have so many YouTubers I watched and I think it goes down to like two now, just because I found like what I can really vibe with. If I want to like take a nice bubble bath, I'll set a YouTube playlist and that's how I'll catch up or I'll catch up on a TV show or, you know, like Adam says, you'll put time aside to play video games. Um, you don't, have to consume every portion of media that exists in this world, and I feel like that's messing a lot of people yeah, yeah. up. Find what's important to you. Find what's important yeah. to you, mm -hmm. and... You do you. You do you. Yeah. Follow your bliss. Follow your bliss. Live your best life. Yeah. But uh, I agree, if, multi if you feel like multitasking is hurting your experience, try to stop. Stop. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. But I, I get you, it does feel like there's there's always that worry that you're missing out on something if you're too focused in on one specific thing. So it's a mm -hmm. difficult thing to balance. I can be better at it. I need to be a lot better at it. I want to be better at it. We'll see if I actually stick to that. The culture of consumption is such a tough thing to get away from. Everyone's always on their phone. Like yeah. even during this podcast, people are pulling out their phones like, what's going on on Twitter? Oh. It's hard to, it's it's hard my, to get away my, from. My uh, home security. <laughs> Someone's in my front yard. Why does it sound on Slack? Uh, all right, so that is it for this week's episode of Glitch Please. If you're watching this, please give us a thumbs up. If you are listening to this, please uh, give us a review. Uh, it really helps other people find this podcast so they can also learn all about the Splatoons. And uh, if you want to get in on the mailbag, ask us a question. We will try to answer as many as we can. Uh, email glitchplease at roosterteeth.com. If you're a Rooster Teeth first member, we'll see you for the post show, New Game Plus, and we're going to go through um, all the different Splatoon 2 Amiibo and see what it is they give you. Because they give you, uh, in, in addition to being adorable, and you can take pictures with them, they, all, they also will give you some equipment uh, that you can play, you can use in the game. So uh, we'll do that. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye.